<laughs> I always start off the same, and everyone says I'm very predictable when I introduce myself. So I'm going to tell you a little fun fact about Rachel. So I've been swimming with sharks before, um, accidentally, in year 11. <laughs> we were on a snorkeling trip, and... I was all by myself. I had just um, taken some friends back to shore and I was going to go join the rest of our group and I decided to look down because I wasn't using my snorkel and I looked down and there was a huge shark just swimming past me and I tried not to freak out because apparently someone told me, I don't know if it's an actual fact, they can like hear your, feel your heartbeat and so I was like, don't freak out, don't freak out. It'll feel it, it'll come after me. <laughs> and so I decided to not look down at that point until I got to everyone. I told them all what happened. They didn't believe me. And then we all at the same time looked down at the bottom of the ocean. There were two sharks just circling around. All the boys ran straight out to the shore. And my story still holds up today. So <laughs> that's enough of fun facts about Rachel, but that's a little different for you. So, anyways, today it's our second week on this series of Culture Builders, as Mike was saying, and, um, and he was talking about community last week, and you guys should really go on the website and check it out, um, get, in, get um, connected with what we are doing, and don't miss out on what is going on. So, and grab a magnet at the end, it's really cool, I really enjoy it. So this week, the kingdom culture that I'm talking about is belonging. What is it to belong? To belong is to be property of, be a member of. It could represent fellowship, relationship, association, partnership, loyalty, fitting in, acceptance, unity, and so much more. These are all things that we have experienced, and I'm sure that you could all think of a time that you didn't feel like you belonged as well, that you experienced the opposite side of all these things. This is because we're all human. We all want acceptance, relationship, loyalty. We all want to belong. We all need that human connection, our own community to fit into. Even as Mike spoke last week about people needing people, it is the way God created us. People need people. I love that saying. God is the rock on whom we stand, our provider, our helper, and the Lord of our lives. But he uses relationship. He uses accountability. He uses friendship, mentorship to grow us, teach us, and be a part of something greater than just ourselves. He wants us to belong, and his design is for humans to desire these things. But what happens when we don't feel like we belong? What happens when we don't feel like we fit in? What happens when this human connection isn't met and we feel disconnected? It's just like we observe in children, we can observe the same in adults. Children that don't have their vital needs met don't succeed as well as those that do. When a child isn't getting what they need from comfort, food, stability, they have disconnections with family, they aren't getting love and are experiencing traumatic circumstances, they go into survival mode. Things like learning, interacting and getting involved go on the back burner because they're using so much energy to survive. And it's the same with adults. We're just big kids after all. When we don't feel accepted, like we fit in, that we can belong, 
then we aren't working to our true potential. We aren't showing our true selves and we don't connect. When we don't know that we belong somewhere within something, within this church even, we don't connect. We don't contribute. We aren't our true selves and we miss out on what it is that God designed for us to do and be. I want to ask this big question to every single one of us this morning. Where do you belong within this church? Do you know where you belong? God has a place for every single one of us. He has a place where everyone belongs. He has their own role. He has your own role. Their own job, tasks to complete. He has a unique position for you to take. But do you know what it is? Do you even know that such a place exists and that you, your very design as a person, fits that vital part within our church? As Christians, as Jesus' followers, his disciples, God's children, his people, he calls us his church. He calls us together his bride. We belong together. Jesus calls us his bride that is united and preparing herself for his return. All of us working together, fitting in our unique place, knowing where we belong. He tells us how to do it. So I'm going to read in my book. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 12, I'm going to start at verse 4. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to, one, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone declares, decides which gift each person should have. The body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, and some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body, one spirit, and we all share this same spirit. Yes, the body has many parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? If our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it, how strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. 
The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. The parts we regard as less honourable are those that we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First, apostles. Second, a prophets. Third, are teachers. Then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all, all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. We belong as the body of Christ. We are the body of Jesus and he is the head. He is what brings us together. I wouldn't know most of you if it weren't for the fact of Jesus bringing us together. We're all so different. We all come from different backgrounds, different jobs, different languages, different upbringings. We're all raised in different ways, like different foods, have different humour. But what brings us together is our saviour. He brings us into his family and makes us one body to work together for him. We belong in this family, in this body. But that doesn't make us the same. We are still different. And in our diversity, God uses us as one body. How good is God? As one body, he makes us many parts. He has different functions for us to operate in, different gifts that he gives us. But the same goal, the same purpose, and that's to glorify God to prepare as his bride for his return, to work as one, understanding our place in the body and functioning within that. I want to ask you, do you know what the Spirit has gifted you in? What part of the body are you? Do you understand what, part, what this part does and how it operates? Knowing this is so important, knowing that you are vital, every single one of us are vital, that the body can not operate without you. It says all of us together are Christ's body, one spirit, one body, and each of us is a part of it. You belong. You have a place. What is your part? I'm not here this morning to teach on the different gifts and the, um, the different parts of the body, but I want to get you thinking. I want to get all of us thinking and get you ready to take your position within the body. Next month we have 
uh, well, in the next few months, I should say, we have a workshop coming up about our different spiritual gifts. I'm really excited for that. I believe that this is something that we should all try and go to and get together to, um, and, and do this together. It will be a time to learn what your spiritual gifts are and how to fit in into the body and how to use them. So keep an eye out for this. So firstly, this morning, you belong. You have a place, you are vital, and you are needed. We all have a place, a part to play, a job that needs to be done, and a place where we belong. In Ephesians 4.16, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. When we all work in our parts, we all grow. Every single one of us grow. We can help each other work to our full potential. Secondly, in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, it says, Let love be your highest goal. God has a place for us to belong, a job for us to do, a body to be a part of, but if we do not have love, we have nothing. And now I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but did not love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and, every sacri- and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no records of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up never loses faith, is always helpful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is, is, is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. Let love be your greatest, your highest goal. Is love our greatest goal? So I'm one of nine kids. I am number four. We all have a number. If you're in a family probably more than four, you know that you have a number. I am number four, and I can tell you being in a member of a family that works together and sticks together is hard if love is not your greatest goal. There is fighting, yes. 
There is disagreement, yes. There are times when I don't even want to see my family members' faces, yes. (laughs) But my greatest goal is love. So I forgive. I don't keep record of their wrongs. I'm patient. I try to be patient. I try to be kind. I grieve with them and rejoice in their happiness and their joy. I don't give up when we have fights. And let me tell you, we have many fights in a big family. I don't lose faith when my family members turn away from God. I hope for God's grace and revelation in their lives. And I try to endure through every situation that comes at us. And my family has endured a lot. If love was not our greatest, the greatest goal for our family, I can bet that we wouldn't still be together today. But we choose love. And I'm sure that you guys can all agree with me in your own families. We choose love. And I've chosen that through everything, I will love them no matter what. No matter what happens. And this family, this church is our family. This body is the family God invited us into. And our greatest goal should be to love each other in all and through all. This is not a concept that society can fully grasp. A place where there is no record of wrong. A place where there is no judgment. A place, a people, that accept people where they are at. A family that is welcoming to all, which is inclusive, where everyone has a place to belong. A body that works together is one, from all sorts of backgrounds, to love first before any agenda. The culture we are aiming for as a church is a culture where absolutely everyone can come and belong before they believe. That starts with us first, guys. It starts with me, it starts with you, it starts with us first. Knowing where we belong. And we belong in the body of Christ with him as our head. It starts with us knowing and accepting our part and our place. And it starts with us showing love to our family first, this family. God's design is for his people, us, to be set apart, different, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a united family, to come from all different backgrounds, cultures, ages, languages, upbringings. We dress in different way, we lack different foods, and to be a community, a body of people that are working together that love each other despite their differences. God will bring people in these doors to your work next to us at the shops anywhere but when they come what will they see it's what they see that will determine what they want to be a part of people see community in pubs in clubs in their own families at their workplaces but what makes us different what makes them want to want what we've got and want to belong here? One spirit, one body, 
united with love as our greatest goal. In John 13, 34 to 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove, it will prove to the world that you are my disciples. The way that we love each other will prove we belong to Jesus. It will prove that we don't live by the ways of this world where we do for selfish gain. It will show that what we have is not of this world and it will set us apart. So I grew up in the happy clappy era. It was the name placed on me by the generation gone before me. And it was also, and still is, the name that Christians don't like to be called in general. But my question is, why? It is meant as an insult and a way of degrading us, but it's not. It's a recognition of difference. It's a realisation of joy and unity within us. We shouldn't be against this definition, but embracing it. If we choose love to be our greatest goal, to be united, know that we belong, then our job is to stand out. To be happy, clappy and proud. (laughs) So we here at Armadale City Church belong together. And as we grow as a body together, with love being our greatest goal, Let God's spirit move in you this morning, in this church, in this city, and be all that God has called us to be, a people that know who they are and are proud, a people that invite all to join, and a people that stand out for the sake of those that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour yet. interesting Dan was talking this morning about right versus responsibility God has given us all a responsibility he's giving us so much responsibility to work as a family to know where we belong and you belong here you belong in God's family I belong in God's family Maybe you have felt like you don't belong. That's terrible. Because that goes against what God's design was, for us all to fit together perfectly. Can we all agree today to try to say yes to being a family, to say yes to whatever God has for us in this family. If we all work together, God can move. God will move. He'll move wherever we go. God's power will be released in this city, in our own lives. 
as we work as a body, our lives will be healed physically, emotionally, mentally. But those that we love will also be healed. And those in the city, they'll get the opportunity that we have. But God's design is that we work as one body with many parts. We're all different. So as each of us goes into our week, goes into our weeks, remember, we belong together. Let's ask God to speak to us about our gifts, to reveal them to us. The Spirit has given every single one of us gifts. In all that we do is love our greatest goal. And how can we make, how can we make that happen? How can we make it that way today? God, we thank you for everything that you've spoken to every single one of us this morning. We thank you for all the work that you're doing, Holy Spirit, right now. We thank you that you have called us to have great responsibility, to have a place in your kingdom. Thank you so much that you don't leave us to do this on our own. You direct us, you guide us as a body, as your family, and individually. God, I ask that you heal anyone here that feels like they haven't belonged or didn't know where they belonged. God, I pray that I ask that you you speak to them now. Let them know where they belong, that they are precious, that they have a place, that they can find it within you and within this family. God, I pray for, for our, the body as a whole. God, I pray that we take this responsibility to work as one seriously and that we choose to love each other and we choose it to be our greatest goal. That no matter what happens, God, we will choose to be kind. We will get over grudges, get over difference and choose you. Choose to love. Choose to accept. And choose to allow you to move through us within this family first. wherever we go. Thank you, God. You are an amazing God. You have an amazing plan for this city, for this family, for every single individual. And I thank you for that. We thank you for that, Lord, this morning. We thank you for your love and your plans.